Welcome back, literary slummers, to another Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware and Ancient Mutant Bluegill Villains. Ancient <laughs> Mutant Bluegill Villains. Ancient Mutant Bluegill Villains. Villains with a Yorkship Bluegill Power. <laughs> I'm Anna. <laughs> I'm M. Uh, <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> We're here to talk about animorphs. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's animorphs day here. <laughs> it is. It is. It is the day of teenagers who can turn into different animals that they touch. Uh, and and we're here to talk about animorphs number thirty six, the mutation by mm. K. A. Applegate, mm-hmm. and also another ghostwriter whose name is I believe Erica Baboni. Is this Possibly a new one? Babone. I like Baboni. Okay, we'll go with Baboni. <laughs> I don't know how it's spelled, but I like that one. It's B O B O N E. Bobone. Bobone? That sounds like a poke that sounds like a Pokemon's name though. Maybe Babone. <laughs> Babone. Okay. Anyway, That's, this is a person's right. last name. <laughs> <laughs> um what do you th- what do you think of this Jake POV? Okay, this might be this might be a controversial opinion here, but uh-huh. I I liked the directions this one went into because it was just buck wild and stupid, and I was like here for this. I was like, this is middle grade sci fi at its cheesiest, and I think I like that. What did you think? I I I see what you're getting at. It definitely is middle grade sci fi at its cheesiest. And perhaps I am just not in a mood to appreciate that level of cheese. Um, oh, it's, it was, was super dumb. <laughs> I was not a big fan of this one. I was hopeful. I mean, like you said, that like the ideas I liked, I just felt like the execution was poor. Yes. It went some places, and I was willing to go those places, honestly. It's yeah, just, yeah. I didn't like it when we got there. And I think I think the main issue with this uh, particular novel, and and maybe it's a problem with with the genre as a whole. Um, and I'm not maybe not a problem, but the limitation of the genre as a whole is that these books are short. Mm. Like if we had had maybe twice the length of this and really gotten into whatever the creepy shit going on in this book was, it could have fleshed out to be something really awesome. Um, yeah. But that's just not that's not the amount of pages they were given. So I I also just felt like the whole premise. I mean, like normally I'm all for Buckwild Animorph shenanigans in terms of like loved the whales were gods thing, <laughs> loved the dogs are aliens thing. Yes. This was just I was I, I don't know, it was too much like Atlantis might be real. Yeah, Atlantis is real and there are mutants there. Like I it mm, I feel like it didn't work for me because I it felt too world altering. Mm, that's that's true too. This is a huge departure. Yes, that I was then like I know I know we're not going to deal with this really. <laughs> These at are all. A one-off beings, I hope. Yeah. In any other book, so I kind of don't know why we had to deal with it now. Maybe it would have made for an interesting megamorphs or something like yeah something because the group does get split up a little bit um mm-hmm. or a bit Tobias disappears for most of the book but like I don't know that might have been an interesting thing to do with different POVs um I I don't really know and this is my biggest beef with the book is how this is supposed to fit in with like Jake's whole arc of 
having to possibly kill his brother and yeah. having to make tough decisions. Like, I guess he he did have to be like, oh, well, we can't morph and now we can morph and we should have morphed earlier, blah, blah, blah. But it felt, you know what book it felt like to me? What's that? The Helmicron book where it was like. Which one? Oh, is that oh, the little bitty just, people? Yes, yes. Where it was like, oh, we had this idea for an alien or a mutant or whatever and it doesn't matter which anamorph is narrating it because it doesn't have fuck all to do with yes. their storyline yes. like it was just like just plop whichever one hasn't had a book in a while and do it that's very and true. away we'll go i i think also it could have been a good axe book <laughs> i feel like it would have made more sense as an axe book yeah right? i don't think we've had an axe book in a long time yeah, I don't so, think so. It, like, the whole, like, what is a human sort of thing. Yeah. Would, would yeah. And he's the one that basically does all the discovery work of, like, here's what these these people, how they mm-hmm. became the way they are. And this is what their problem is and what they're probably going to do to us. So right. that probably would have just been a little bit more compelling. But missed opportunity there, Baboni. Truly. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, I guess go ahead and that's all we got to do at the top, right? Yeah, let's talk we just about, talk our about yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's talk about this book. Um, Cassie calls Jake in the middle of the night to come over and it's for serious business, not for weird boyfriend, girlfriend things. So a hork Business, not pleasure. Yes, yes. <laughs> a hork is dying in her barn and uh, Visser 3, I guess they, they this hork was brought here by the free hork um, mm-hmm. because a whole bunch of hork bodies were just dumped. Because Visser 3 is, like, experimenting on them, trying to create some sort of hork fish hybrid, because he wants something that can breathe underwater. And before this particular hork dies, it's able to tell Toby, who then tells the Bandalites, that Visser 3 is looking for that goddamn Pemolite ship that's hidden somewhere underwater. The... This plot line just keeps coming back. <laughs> I did not expect. Remember when the Pemelites and the Chief are showed up? And, and we were like, like, one-offs. They're never going to be back again, yes. guys. And now they're the like, chief. essentially the main strategy for every Bandalite mission right. is like, call Eric. We need Eric's help. Maybe Eric should have been the Animorph is all I'm saying. And basically half of the complications are the Pemelite technology is out there somewhere. Like... <laughs> We have to stop Visser 3 before he gets his hands on Pemolite tech. We get it. The okay. Pemolites have been a curse upon this planet. It's fine. <laughs> and they're all dogs now. And they're all dogs, so it doesn't I guess they don't really care. Uh, but they left behind their snooty chi and their fancy ship. Uh, the drode is not on it this time, unfortunately. Where is the drode? Where's my bro, the drode? <laughs> They mentioned him, and I was like, ooh, tasty. We're going to get back. some more Drode updates, but no, we did not. Mm-mm. The Elemis said, not today. <laughs> I like that they mentioned him because it means he's still in the game. Fingers crossed. I hope it's not just he comes back in the last two books because... I think he's going to just come back in the last <sighs> two books. Whatever. Fuck this. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Visitor 3 is looking for the Pemlite ship that's hidden underwater, and... I guess he did all these genetic experimentations on the hork and they didn't work. So he's like, fuck it. We'll just build a submarine. I'm like, why didn't you just do that to begin with, Visser? Why didn't you do the easy thing? What the fuck are you doing with your Nazi experimentation? Like, Also, didn't we already... I mean, again, I just feel like we're retreading shit at this point. Because didn't we have, like, the threat of the hork being DNA complications with the hork in terms of, like... 
genetic modification stuff with the was it a megamorph or was it a standalone? I can't remember. But the book where the the little little wrote oh my the little squirrel dude showed back up and they were like we gotta deal with this now. You know which one I'm talking no, about? No, who's a squirrel dude? I have no <laughs> recollection of this. The 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 guy who created the Hork Vajir. Oh, the Arn. He's a bird. Yes, he's a fucking bird. I thought he was like a flying squirrel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's a bird, dude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The animorphs didn't acquire his DNA, so I can't remember. That is where I thought this was going, because that book also opens with, like, Hork-Bajir coming to Cassie's house in the middle of the night. So I thought Mm -hmm. it was going to be like, oh, the Arn, the one last Arn did us dirty, and now he's just, like, experimenting on the Hork-Bajir, trying to make, like, the Hork-Bajir 2.0. But no, it was just Visser 3 fucking around with his little science experiments again. Visser 3 was, like, got his hands on his notebook and was like, hmm... I perhaps can do that. And then he got in there with his razor blades and was like, no, fuck, no, damn no. it, fucked it up. Undo, undo. I fucked this up. Where can we dump these bodies? I'm just going to go it, with I the g- submarine. <laughs> I gave it gills. But the gills lead to nowhere. I don't know. <laughs> it's like Visser 3 went to an improv class and he was like, okay, I can't do the first idea that comes to me because it's not original. Like, I got to push for that second or third idea. And... Really, it should have just been submarine the entire time because it seemed like it was the simplest, easiest thing to do. They he makes the sea blade, cool, cool, (laughs) good name, good. Yes. What is your ship called? The blade ship. Ah, yes. And where will this one be traveling? The sea. The sea. Okay. What are we gonna call it? Sea blade. (laughs) I mean, I I respect Visser for, uh following my advice to just be knives he's like yeah. blade he's sea blade like, yeah duh. got it <laughs> that's probably why he tried the hork vizier first he was like okay they are mostly knives They're if i knives. put them in the water that is just be knives <laughs> he actually was going to call the new hork vizier species sea blades oh, but then like that would have been badass that's a good name for up. <laughs> Good name for an alien species that you have genetically modified. Bad name for a submarine. <laughs> uh, so oh, I know, I know. The gang gets the chi to cover for them, and they start doing surveillance. The bandalites start doing surveillance on the known Yerkpool entrances and like other hot spots. I guess I don't. I don't they were just like, we're just gonna look, fly around the city and look at stuff. Like, there's no, the- there was. There was nothing here. What was this plan? This was some ghostwriter shit. And I feel like we're going to talk about this a lot in the next book. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm fucking pissed about this next book. Um, Yeah. There seems to be a lot of like the ghostwriters kind of get the outline. from. And again, this is all conjecture. I am not a ghostwriter that you know of. Um, <laughs> and I don't know how they do what they do. And I'm sure it's a very difficult job. Uh, and one that's clearly hard to do well but i feel like they kind of get the plot points and they don't know how the anamorphs work before like they they don't they don't they, know all the intricacies they, of the of the yeah series. i mean not not to sound like a dick about it but yeah <laughs> they're not real fans <laughs> i mean there's up till up till the ghostwriters took over and even some of the, the better ghostwriters they're usually followed like a pattern of like problem is introduced surveillance is done with a few complications in that uh first attempt is made with further complications resolution right? right and they tend to skip the like surveillancey part and just gloss over it mm-hmm. which is usually also the like acquiring of the morphs part 
which is fun. And I don't know why we're not doing that anymore. They've got enough morphs. Out. They're good. They're good. But but even when they pick up a new morph, they don't they don't they don't show describe it. it. Yeah, yeah. They, they're just like, oh, it's at Sea World Light. They you went know, the, into like excruciating detail about what it was like morphing but they did not Mm -hmm. give us the escapade of getting the morph yes they're just like they have it now it's fine don't worry about it but i i don't know i kind of get the sense with this book that it's like we're seeing the shift right from the bandalites being like wow every morph is magical and Mm. beautiful and now Jake is like, I morph like 10 fucking times in a row in the sea. It's just my, this is my job, man. It's just a fucking job now. <laughs> do you think that that's intentional? Or do you think that's, again, just the, the ghostwriters being like unaware of the, the style before this? I that's guess. a good question. I, I want to say it's like an intentional shift because we have seen the Bandalites do more mature things or more advanced things. Like here's Cassie mm. with her half morphing abilities. We see again in yeah. this book, um, everyone's kind of gone over like the big hump of their like, wham, sad book, you know? And then mm. I, I feel like now they're, they're as a group much more jaded. Um, yeah. but it is, it is hard to tell because we have had so many different ghostwriters and I know K.A. Applegate is like the brains behind this whole operation, but because she's not like personally writing all these books, it's hard to say how much of it is like right. the own ghostwriter's influence or, you know, so I want to hard say to it's say. intentional because that would be believe. cool. Yes. Uh, so they just fly all around town and uh, they, they've all gotten their orca morphs from the garden. Uh, they have a new sea exhibit of some sort. Uh, and it's sponsored by Nike, so the orca is named Swoosh, which is, like, super dystopian. <laughs> yeah, I highlighted that. That was a weird choice. <laughs> I was like, I hate this. No. Thanks. It's not a no. joke. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> also, it was, like, kind of, again, with the Van Hansen, where I was like, this is too much of reality intruding into this world. <laughs> yeah. Everything else, you keep making up a facsimile of it. Like, you're like, oh, it's not SeaWorld. It's the Gardens. Oh, it's not San Francisco. It's a nameless city. Oh, it's not AOL. It's whatever that whatever AOL it was. was called. Yeah. And then they're like, but it is Hanson and it, it is, is Nike. Nike. Yeah. So and there, there is, is that. the swoosh. I, maybe this is the point where like Animorphs are getting sponsored. <laughs> Which, if that's the case, K. Applegate, good for you. Get your coin. But like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. It is I just worrying. <laughs> I worry about the integrity of the art. Honestly, like, how much input did Nike have on this book? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were just like, just do it. No, that would probably be the next book, if it, if any. It was like, Nike was like, okay, we'll pay you. Mention us in this book. And then the next book, like, just just do it. <laughs> uh, originally, the, uh, the Arn was in this book, but Nike was like, no, that doesn't fit our brand yeah. image. No, we don't. Yeah. It's okay if, like, the villain is doing genetic experimentation, but we yeah. don't want, like, we don't want, like, that gray area. Like- <laughs> they, were, they were originally going to gonna morph into the arm is going to be, like, the big morph this book. But then Nike, the Nike execs were like, hmm. I feel like Nike is more about orcas than it is about bird <laughs> flying squirrel things. So... I feel, I mean, what even is the Arn? Nobody can even remember. No one even remembers what the Arn is. Um, And I don't know if we like their association with knife people. (laughs) I feel like you need to write this book about orcas. Yeah. 
So the ghostwriters all went back to their big ghostwriter table where they all hang out and are like, I don't know, man. They, Nike said we can't do the Arn thing. We got to do Orcas. So like, what what could they find that are Orcas? And then one of them's just like, oh, no, fucking Atlantis. And they're like, brilliant. Brilliant. Write it. Brilliant. Do it. Yes. Write it. We're doing it. Ship it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. This is a little slapdash. <laughs> <laughs> so Jake and Marco, they Jake suddenly remembers this empty parking lot that went is uh that has gone up recently and has stayed empty but is like all enclosed off and very secretive. And he's like, "Let's go check that out." They see a hologram and they're like, "Yep, yerk activity." Uh and then a ship like leaves the parking lot and flies towards the ocean. And Jake in his osprey morph is like, "Okay, I'm going after that thing." Or no, he's a peregrine falcon. And his peregrine falcon morph. He's like, "I'm going after that thing." Marco, you Go back and round up the others. Uh, tell Eric that he has to be us now. And Jake chases after the ship. And he ends up in the ocean with it because it both flies and swims because it is a sea blade. Mm. And he morphs into mm. an orca to continue stalking it. And the others eventually catch up and they're just like chasing this submarine. It eventually disguises itself as a humpback whale. And, like, some other, like, regular-ass orcas join up in their little posse, and then they die later. It's sad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, eventually, Jake is like, okay, we're big whales. Let's ram this stupid sea blade. But as they're going to do that, the sea blade turns around, and it starts, like, speeding straight towards the Bandalites. And we get into a sea fight. (sighs) (laughs) This... The sea fight. I just, it was so tired. So good. I know. I'm sorry. This is just not, this is just not for me. It was ridiculous. The Draken, Draken, Dracon beams, I forget every time. The Dracon beams slice. I think that's it. Yeah. Slice up the whales. Like it, one of the non-bandalite whales, it just absolutely cuts in half. Like hot dog style. And disgusting it's absolutely disgusting and everyone else is like getting fins blown off and huge chunks of them and jake gets injured so badly that he has to return to the surface to demorph but they're so far underwater cassie has to carry him up on her whale body and coach him through a partial transformation so the water pressure doesn't kill him (laughs) he's got to keep those whale lungs there's a lot of lung talk in this there really is between the hork bajir and jake I wasn't expecting it. Here's the thing that, like, made me the most, like, about this book is, like, Cassie is like, Jake, I'm going to exhale from my blowhole. Stick your face in there so you can breathe. (laughs) And he does. And it works. (laughs) Wouldn't that be? I don't know. I don't know how whales work. Um, But they're not... They're not like plants in which they intake carbon dioxide and give off oxygen. Surely they are mammals. And so they breathe in oxygen and blow out carbon dioxide, correct? Yeah, you yeah, that's all like expired air. Like that's, that's not no gonna that's air. gonna make it worse for Jake. I mean, I guess I I'm trying to think now, because like when you resuscitate someone, when you give them the kiss of life, I guess this was the orca version of a kiss of life. That's also like mainly carbon dioxide. I guess there's enough. Well, what are you trying to do? Are you are you trying to get them to actually? I was gonna say eat your eat your air, but that's not correct. <laughs> but 
like listen come with come with me on this journey okay i'm i'm fully prepared let me buckle in hold on when you are um resuscitating someone Uh in the classic manner of chest compressions and then blowing into their mouth why do you blow into their mouth is it to give them oxygen or is it just to like get their lungs to do things i i think the current literature says you don't actually have to do the mouth breathing thing again is it to like make the lungs go big is that how lungs guys you have to inflate your lungs lungs yeah you got to inflate your lungs so maybe that like they inhaled the water water and you like hit them so that they well i don't fucking know man all (laughs) i'm not cpr certified I am CPR certified, you, or I was back when. I, I mean, it's been a while, so I'm technically not anymore. But back back when you worked at the garden, no, not even the garden. They didn't teach us CPR. Are you kidding me? They, they oh, were like, "Fuck these kids. We pay them seven dollars an hour. They can die. They'll be whatever. fine. Uh, they don't need to be <laughs> responsible for life and death." <laughs> Literally multiple times at that place, I had children pass out while working outside and had to deal with it. Like, oh my god. Anyway, uh. No, I was gonna say uh, when I when I took uh, health class summer summer health because I wanted to take nerd shit during the year, uh-huh. so I took <laughs> I went to summer school to do health and gym um, to get my requirements met. Hilarious. Uh, so I took I did summer health uh, and they taught us CPR and we were CPR certified for that. So it's been a while. It's been a while, guys. <laughs> uh-huh. I still don't. The point of this was that I don't know why. CPR is, or I guess was the way it was, and yes. how that would translate to orca blow. Because don't you like cover their nose and then you breathe really hard into their mouth? Yeah, I, it has yeah. to and do we, with something with inflating the lungs. Because there's no other reason for you to pump a bunch of gross mouth air in there, right? I don't know though. I mean, maybe there's some oxygen in your like. No, that doesn't make sense. You're supposed to breathe out carbon dioxide, right? Like that's yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Is it all carbon dioxide, though, do you think? Or do you think there's a little bit of oxygen left in there? I don't know. I Maybe it depends on how long you've held your breath and how long it takes for the oxygen to be absorbed into your body. Let's let's practice now. Okay. Let's all breathe in and hold our... Okay, but I got to oh. tell you the whole, the whole okay, exercise. Okay. We got to do it with you. Okay, so we're all going to breathe in and then hold our breath. Stop. And then we're going to blow it out into our hands and try to breathe that air no, back that in. No, that sounds like it's going to no. I just had I just had some smelly food for dinner. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no thank you. And see if we all die. Okay, you go first and your and your weird little death pact. You go first and if it works out well for you, then I'll follow suit. Okay, guys, okay, hold, hold on. on. Okay, deep breath. <gasps> now, how long do we think M can hold her breath? <laughs> Not long at all. <laughs> Did you catch you the air? Did you catch the I air? I was laughing too Okay, hard. you know what? I think to okay, really, okay, like, okay, okay. to really make this experiment work, I think you just have uh-huh. to put a plastic bag over your head. I think it's... No, Anna! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only way. I just want the record to show that as much as I jokingly say stuff like I hate you and things like that when you say a really bad joke, I have never told you to put a plastic bag over your head. And I just want the record to show that. 
look, it just makes sense. And uh-huh. we know that that's an effective way to die. <laughs> oh. oh, man. So I think, I think the best thing to do here would have just, as they, as they illustrate later on in the book, is for the whale to eat the boy so the boy can uh. breathe the, the big mouth air as opposed to the stale blowhole air right 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 but does the big mouth have air in it because that was the Mm. thing we were discussing we decided that there would that we were okay with people being in the mouth and that there'd be enough space but if the orca's breathing in from its mouth how how watertight hold on is a whale's mouth like also orcas do breathe from their mouths in addition to the blowhole right like blowholes just does blowhole blow in and out (laughs) I don't fucking know how whales work. They're mysterious creatures to me. How do blowholes do? I'm forgetting. These are orca. Because I was like, oh, because they'll be fine because the baleen will stop the, like. No, no, no. Orcas Orcas don't don't have baleen. baleen. They have fucking teeth. And also they're a lot smaller than, like, Mm. a blue whale from Pinocchio, right? Like, I think they are pretty big, though, still. Like, I feel like I don't have an accurate reckoning of whale sizes because I did look up at one point they said something about like oh like they got hit with a dragon beam or whatever uh-huh. and the three feet of their dorsal fin came off and I was like no way is a whale's dorsal fin three feet but turns out orcas have the biggest dorsal fins mm. and or one of the biggest dorsal fins and they can be up to six feet so like yeah totally legit um so I don't know the fact that their they fins are, are, are yeah. Are, yeah, and their they, whole they're front is boys, just mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why they're killer whales, because they got all them bitey bits. Yes. Okay, sorry. I just I found this article called Here's How to Survive Being Accidentally Swallowed by a Whale, which I'm like, oh. who felt the need to write this? And is it is it like farcical? But Is it Jonah? Did this you check? says, toothy whales. No, it is not written by Jonah. <laughs> toothy <laughs> whales are a different story as they're used to swallowing much larger prey. If you manage to survive the teeth chomping down on your body, you'd then have to deal with enzymes breaking down your tissue. From there, you'd enter one of four stomach chambers. Don't expect to live long. The chambers are filled with nothing but methane gas. So how does one survive being swallowed by a whale? You don't. Okay. Okay. Well, now we know. know. Don't do (laughs) that, guys. So everything about this was foolish and in the realm of science fiction. (laughs) Things things we've learned today. Don't put a plastic bag over your head. And don't Don't get swallowed swallowed by a whale. whale. Easy. Easy. (laughs) Easy easy guide to living Yes. (laughs) <laughs> don't talk to strangers. <laughs> don't get swallowed by whales. Don't put plastic bags on your head. Three All basic good. tenets You're of childhood. Set. You're ready, You're ready to, go. to enter the brave world. Um. Finally, Jake is like, <laughs> we all have to ram the sea blade at the same time. So they do. And there is much whale carnage. But the submarine is damaged, which is good. Uh, so they're all busy, like, morphing, demorphing, and they come back down, and they see the sea blade is kind of listing over towards a cave. And then suddenly, a bunch of ropes and pulleys come out of this cave and just, like, suck it up into it. And the children are like, holy shit. Oh, no. What the fuck just happened? Our sea blade. And Jake's like, let's go see. So they all morph and demorph, demorph and morph. They become sharks. And head into the cave. And there's actually air in there. So they can walk around Demorph for a while. Which they do. 
And they basically see a bunch of ships and planes from various points in history getting more modern the further they get into the cave. And then the crew of each vessel can still be found on the ships, completely mummified, very gross. At this point, I was like, oh, well, Bermuda's Triangle, right? (laughs) Me too. And then I was like, fuck, Bermuda's on the other side, so it can't be California. But it's not Bermuda, so it's fine, guys. We're all good. They're still definitely in California. Yes, yes. Never fear. (laughs) I know. I know you guys were worried for a second That we could have possibly been wrong for, like, one second, but... Like, Don't worry. we're never wrong. It's Don't worry. Um, <laughs> they all turn into owls so they can stealth a little bit easier. Like, thank God they weren't, Jake wasn't like, let's be crickets or something. Like, fireflies <laughs> so we can see each other's butts. Crickets, the least stealthy insect possible. <laughs> yeah. What's that? They, These underwater bees, like, noise. what's that fucking noise? That they can't like help compulsively doing what is it what is that i don't know what it is but i feel like it's gonna bother me a lot until i find it <laughs> there is no hell other or worse than not knowing where the cricket in your house is Ugh, it's just disaster terrible. truly um They see that there is a whole underground city here that is inhabited by these fishy sort of humanoids with gills and big eyes. And Marco thinks one of them is super hot. Marco is so ready to bang a mermaid. I would tap that. I mean, honestly, Marco, I get it. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we've all read our fair share of paranormal romance. It's Mm -hmm. fine. And also, like, it's a mermaid. Like, yeah. They're hot. Yeah. Historically. Notoriously. Historically. (laughs) Very hot. That's their whole thing is like luring sailors. It's not Marco's fault that he's a sailor. Did they have tails? Like mermaid tails? No, I don't think so. I think I just decided they're mermaids. I was like imagining that like waist down they were like seals. (laughs) Like, you know, the like the flappers you can walk on kind of. I was picturing more like, um, or like the what is the fish love movie, uh, the one with the with the shape of water, yes. shape of yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. literally what I was just picturing. Yes, because that's what I was gonna say. That they were more like like they've got um, swamp monster hands and feet rather than actual like tails or yeah. anything. Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah, lots of like webbed fingers and toes mm-hmm. sort of situation. Mm-hmm. But eventually the children are captured because they are just wandering around as humans like dum-dums. They they did demorph again. Uh, and Tobias, who, when he demorphs, becomes a hawk, just like flew away. <laughs> he stays hidden. He's like, <laughs> he's like, nah, fam. I'll try and figure something out from here. Bye. He's gone. See you later. <laughs> and the others are all taken to Queen Soko, who is the ruler of these people. And I nice, could not nice, like. Nice, 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 nice. Soko. I was like, this is, this is bringing back too many college memories. College, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you still drink Soko? <laughs> Can I? Yeah. yeah, I got over the thing where it made me throw up. Good, good. <laughs> there was a few years there where Soka was on the no-fly list in regards to my tummy, but we're good now. I, me and Soka are back on good terms. I don't think I've had it for a solid decade. Like, <laughs> I, I graduated college and I was like, we leave these childish thoughts behind. <laughs> It's like I can't do it anymore. It's too it was it was so prevalent 
throughout mm-hmm. my four years of college. I'm just like, never again. It, it saw us through some tough times. That Yeah, I mean, it just, it's like a warm hug. Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, mm-hmm. the flavors in there, like SoCo with lime. Yeah. yeah. All right, maybe I'll go Good get stuff. some SoCo this weekend. Let's all get SoCo Time together. means nothing in quarantine. Let's go ahead and do it. These people are called the Nartec, and essentially their backstory is revealed to be some sort of people who were living on an island, but the water levels kept rising, so they were like, let's just build walls to keep the water out. And they would use materials from boats and other shit to do this. And eventually, the walls were so high that the island just sank down into the water. And then the people had to quickly mutate to adapt to their situation. And Axe is like, okay, but I've seen a lot of, like, evidence of radiation. So I think that's probably what led them to mutate. Like, I feel like they're just saying that, like, oh, we were so strong and we mutated so quickly because we're we're such a chosen people. Um, Axe was like, no. No, you guys are just you, drinking sewage. Yeah, you, so you like, drank some neon green goo. <laughs> you need to stop doing that, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that and the incest, it turns out. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> uh, the queen is like, stay for dinner. So they do. And Jake is like, well, Visor 3 was probably on board the ship because Visor 3 loves to stroke his ego. So he might have morphed to spy on whatever is going on here instead of being held captive by these people so we can't reveal mm. our powers even though it's really sus that four humans and an andalite are just wandering around down here for more than two hours um so we have to go along with whatever queen soko wants i don't want to hurt anyone that might just be like a casual bystander whatever and the others are like yes jake you're our leader so they stay for dinner and queen soko is like now that we have this advanced alien technology courtesy of the yerks we can finally head back to the surface and start taking over the planet as we always desire yeah like you all seem like you have a good thing going on here why don't you just like i don't know use it to go up to the surface and take like a fishing ship here and there you know <laughs> repopulate i don't know queen soko also wants to know where the bandalite ship is because she's like i know you didn't just swim down here and they're like he, 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 we did he. And then when- <laughs> we did we became little fishies <laughs> that's our secret power and we can be fishies <laughs> when jake doesn't explain anything she's like well we're gonna we're gonna hold you captive until you decide to tell us the truth you're grounded mm-hmm. But yeah. feel free to go on this guided tour of the palace or whatever. So they're just hanging out, going on a tour. And Axe finds some books and that are like, hey, the fertility rates are really low here because of all the inbreeding we've been doing. And I think the species of whatever is dying. So they probably, Axe is like, they probably want to enslave us to have sex with us and then mummify us for their creepy body museums. Uh, Can we talk about how this was the horniest Animorphs book. Truly. Not in a good way. No, not in a no, like. No. This is not. This is the opposite of what you want. Yeah. But it was just like this is. I feel like the first real time we've mentioned sexual reproduction. Yeah. And it's so weird. I also <laughs> think happening. this is the first book that had like a kind of swear in it because Tobias is like what Mm. fresh hell is this and I was like ooh Tobias where'd you get those words (laughs) yeah they're real big kids in this they're all swearing yes they're swearing and they're 
they're all worried about how they're gonna have to fuck a mermaid. Yeah. Like, except except Marco. Rachel's like, Marco, maybe you'll finally get a girlfriend. And he's like, Yes. <laughs> Eventually it got to the point where they were like, Oh, yeah, we're gonna like extract your DNA yeah, and swirl like, it up no, into no. a DNA smoothie. We don't want to like touch you. That's gross. <laughs> But these kids were, like, fairly accepting of the fact that they were... They were like, we're a hot commodity. <laughs> that they were going to be used as as breeding stock for a hot minute there. Like Marco was you guys- psyched. <laughs> he was so amped up for this. He's like, now is my time. I have been gross for the past however many books. Uh, it's going to happen. Ugh. So around this time, they also notice that their tour guide seems to be leading them further into the complex of whatever area they're in. And they're like, uh-oh, this is bad. Also, where's Tobias? I wonder where he is. Hope he's okay. And then they're ambushed by a ton of Nartex and knocked unconscious. They wake up on operating tables. And the Nartex are like, we're going to slice you open from your head to your butt so we can take out your DNA. <laughs> And Marco's like, there are so many easier ways to take our DNA, you idiots. <laughs> well, they needed to slice them open from the head to the butt so they could scoop out the inner parts yes. and make a DNA smoothie and then use the outer parts to just to, to, have them in the yeah, creepy to museum. Be a stuffed thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, but Tobias comes and saves them. It's fine. He has taken a Nartec morph and there's a little scuffle, but everyone runs to the sea blade to escape. And all the Nartex are following them, which if if you are imagining them as a bunch of seal people is kind of very funny. Um, and I think no matter how you imagine it, them, they're all just flopping around. Image. It sounds very <laughs> wet. Um, and Jake. Slorp, slorp, slorp. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, the showers in like a gym or something. She's like Ugh. very gross. Upsetting. Upsetting. Jake finally gives them the go-ahead to morph, and so they become their battle morphs, and they get on board the ship, and Axe is like, I have to hack into the ship in order to get it to fly, so please don't let any of the Nartek in here. So they fight, they fight, 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 and then guess who shows up? It's Visser 3! And He's been in the ship the whole yeah, time! Yeah, he was just hiding like a little bitch! <laughs> God. Anyway, he shows up, and he morphs into some monster alien thing, and he just starts killing Narteks. And Jake is like, wow, we were just trying to incapacitate them. You went so hard. You are so mean, Visser 3. <laughs> and Visser 3 is like, who, who do you think I am? I'm fucking Visser 3, Jake. I'm the villain of this series. Yes. And Sometimes. So, I'm not good at yeah, it. Yeah, I'm the comical villain. <laughs> the real villain is... What's war? The guy that's fighting the <laughs> Elevist? What is his name? Car talk or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, him, not <laughs> whatever his name. The real villain was inside us All the whole time. Along. Uh three says, Well, you need to get you need me to get the ship moving because it needs like my DNA or something. I don't know. But so let's help each other escape. Jig's like, Ugh, I guess, but that sounds boring. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. But seeing as how we are in a bit of a time crunch, we'll let you help us, but also secretly we will come up with a plan to betray you. Mm. So they get the sea blade running, and the Nartex shoots some torpedoes at them. And Jake is like, in thought speech, he's like, "Yo, guys, stop the boat, open the hatch, we're getting out of here." 
And Visser 3 notices what they're doing. And he's like, wow, I cannot believe I didn't see this betrayal coming. I really thought we were going to be friends after this. And you guys would be reveal yourselves to be six very sexy adult Andalites. And we would all be in love together. And Jake's like, nah, peace. And they, they leave. <laughs> and the ship blows up. Uh, the Nartec torpedoes hit it. And Visser 3, they see some sort of giant squid monster get away. So they're like, he's fine. And then they go home. The end. Yay. Boy, what a ride. What a journey. What a, what a day we've had here. Yeah. But like I said, like this one, I was like, at least it tried some stuff. Like it went places and it had it had ideas about what, like just absolutely wild kooky things. Like I liked it for that aspect of it. It was not like a great book. This is not the best Bandalite Animorphs book I've ever read. That's obviously the one where Tobias gets captured. But like... It wasn't bad. I don't know. It was... I, I also wouldn't say it was, like, the worst one. Uh, but it was definitely... Definitely at the bottom half for me, I think. Uh, yeah. One day we'll have to sit down and rank these, but that day is not All now. All 54. That'll just lead to us having to reread half of them, because <laughs> who even knows? We could probably do, like, top five, bottom five. Maybe, maybe. We'll yeah. do a wrap-up at the end of all of this. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it just wasn't for me. There was too much action, not enough philosophy, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. This one was basically just plot, plot, plot. Also, Mm -hmm. not going to matter ever again. (laughs) No. And at the end, there was, like, kind of an attempt to make a moral point about something, but it was very, like... Like, it was very Twilight Zone, right? Where at the end, they get back to the surface, and Rachel's like... We have to kill them all. One day we'll go back and destroy those weirdos. And Axe, or Tobias, I can't remember which one, I think it was Axe, it was like, uh, but Rachel, how did those ships get there in the first place? It was humans. It was human war, Rachel. It was human war. Uh, she's like, shut up, Axe, whatever. And it's like, all right, the glasses were broken and now he can't read. We get up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to try and do some interesting things with Cassie because we do see, like, this very Rachel side of Cassie, right? Where she sees, like, the hork being experimented on. And this is, like, a crime to Cassie. Mm-hmm. Like, a terrible sin. And she's immediately like, let's fuck shit up because, like, this is, this is unreal. We can't let this happen. I want to kill and I want revenge right now. Um, and Jake's like, whoa there, tiger. Slow down. And I thought this was going to come up more in the book where, like, Cassie's, like, killing Nartex or Cassie is, like, like really throwing herself at the sea blade or something or she tries to kill this or three. I don't know. But, like, they're just, like, Cassie got real mad and then in usual Cassie fashion, like, thought it through on her own and was like, no, that wasn't a cool thing to be, to do. <laughs> yeah, Cassie didn't even, like, get that upset about the whales getting all torn up and you yeah. feel like that would be a Cassie, like, moment, right? To be, like whoa, what destruction we have wrought upon these innocent creatures, you know? Yeah. Which I'm not saying that that would have been good, but that would have been, like, classic Cassie. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Cares about her whale felt, gods. It just felt that, like, all of the all of the animorphs were kind of just there. They just kind of phoned it in this week. Yeah. And they were just like, well, we'll go on our little adventure and we'll see where it We'll go to Atlantis, I guess. Jake's like, I have to go on vacation next week, so I really don't want to start anything big. Um, yeah. So if you guys, if we could just like wrap up some loose ends around the office, it'd be really great. Mm-hmm. So they did that. 
<laughs> well, I, I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen to the Pemalite ship because they didn't really have a solution. They were like, well, it's buried in some like active minefield from some war or some military training or whatever. Um, and we can't like keep moving it because it'll be easier to track that way. Um, but hopefully the fact that we destroy one submarine will like convince the Yerks to not go after it anymore. I'm like, that's not like you didn't, you didn't fix the issue. If Visser three can make one submarine, why can't he make two? Um, because Visser three tries things once and then gets very tired and yeah. has to go take a nap. Visser three is a very defeatist attitude. He's like, if it didn't go well it's the like, first time, it's never gonna go right, and I'm never gonna work hard at it again. This is why I sympathize with Visser yes. three. Oh Visser three God. is a depressed, anxious millennial. <laughs> he's just trying to do his best. There was too much work put on his shoulders, and he's not getting paid nearly enough. He's like, none of my computers are working. I don't know what to do. And his one hobby, which was genetic mutation, is now becoming like his side hustle. And it's exhausting. Yeah. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, poor baby. Poor Um, Mr. Three. (laughs) Okay. So out of the Animorphs, you know, they, they, I feel like they didn't do a great job this week. But who did the best job? Who is your most valuable morph? I think either Axe, because he provided a lot of information. Or you know what? I might give it to Visser 3, because he did kill a lot of Nartex. He did. Um, And he did help them power up the ship. <laughs> he did ultimately decide to, like, open up the lines of communication for a temporary truce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like he did a lot this week, and I just feel really bad for him after everything we said, so... Maybe maybe he gets a little bonus here at the end of the year. That's nice for him. That'll That's, be a good boost for morale. That, that will motivate him for the next five years. And I'll be like, maybe yeah. I won't quit this job. Right. Maybe I'll just stay here. <laughs> it's easier than finding something new. <laughs> God, Mr. 3 is a dark, dark mirror. Why? Oh. <laughs> I'm looking at the year in the mirror. <laughs> Uh, mine was Tobias, just because he had the smart idea to not get captured That's with everyone true. else. That is true. <laughs> it was a good plan. He did get a new morph that wasn't mm. just an orca. Yeah, which, incidentally, everybody else probably would have poo-pooed because they'd be like, mm, it's a sentient person, we have to give permission to morph those. Oh, he yeah, like, no. Nah, fuck it. Fuck Tobias it. knows what's up. He's like, I don't mess around with these human morals because I'm part hawk. <laughs> Bitch, Hawks I'm a mermaid. Morals. <laughs> I'm a mermaid with a gun now. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> You thought Hawk with a gun was scary? What do you think about Mermaid with with a gun? <laughs> he fires it off once the gunpowder gets wet. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I did not think this through. Didn't think it through. Didn't think it God through. God damn it. <laughs> uh, what was your morbid moment? This is kind of a stretch for a morbid moment. I felt like this wasn't a very morbid book, which is, of course, why I didn't it like it. It was just because cheesy. Yeah. They weren't sad, you know, yeah. which yeah. is all I want. Um, <laughs> I want them to suffer. I want them to suffer. Uh, no, my most morbid moment was after they found the the Nartak for the first time um, and saw that they had gotten the ship. Jake's idea as a leader was... This is probably fine. We can go home now. <laughs> yeah. Jake, baby. Uh, no, you need to. You just found. You just. You. 
you need to know what this is, buddy. Like, you need to fully understand the situation before God you just write Jake. it off. He's like, it's they got the ship. They'll kill Visitor 3. It's probably fine. Let's go, guys. Meanwhile, Visitor 3 is going to be like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And he's going to go down <laughs> to the Nartek and be like, would you like to become controllers? Right. And literally the only reason that it didn't play out like that or something was because they had to go find somewhere to morph and got captured. Like, yes. God damn it, Jake. So again, Jake being bad at leading. How about you? I'm just, I'm thinking about this. Like all Visitor 3 has to do is go down with two ships, come Mm -hmm. back with one, be like, you can have my super high-tech ship. We'll control you. uh, But you know, your people won't die because now you're, now you're on the surface. So (laughs) now I'm picturing Visitor 3 just going out to the middle of the ocean in a paddle boat with a message in a bottle, like weighted (laughs) down by rocks. Like dear Nartek, (laughs) do you want a ship? Hey, Queen Soko. Look, I put this in a Soko bottle. (laughs) Anyway, do you want to help conquer humanity? (laughs) You hate humans. I hate humans. Seems like I'm XOXO, Visser Girl. (laughs) Visser Girl. I want that. I want that book. Um. We got that. It was Visser. Oh, yeah. That's true. That is true. That was such a good book. Uh, All of the political machinations of Gossip Girl, but in an Animorphs book. <laughs> Less fashion. Less fashion. Well, no, they had robes. <laughs> Forgot about the robes. I think my, my my morbid moment is probably the, like, mummified history museum. That seems gross. Yeah. That seems gross. That seems real, real bad. There is... Uh, some crossover with the real world in terms of we we do also keep human remains in museums yeah we probably shouldn't do that yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe we need to check ourselves before we worry about the nartek like ax said that's true it it (laughs) was they were created by humans uh that was rb Um, you know rising sea levels probably global climate change yeah to another dark damn. dark mirror damn it's just it's just colonialism man mm-hmm. <laughs> can't escape it uh series theories none this, zero absolutely this book not gave you any insights into the future of the animorphs this gave me no insight juice yeah no i think the nartek are dead <laughs> i think they all died I, even if we do have a big Avengers-style team-up like I'm hoping for, I don't think the Nartek are going to be there. I don't think they're going to be invited to the party, to be quite frank. Yeah, no, I think Visser 3 even was grossed out. Yeah, he's like, no, I don't I don't think this one. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, mm, mm. I know it's a privilege to get to pick and choose like this, but... Uh... I just, they're so they slimy. Weird. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Didn't care for that whole vibe. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Let's, let's put these Nartek to rest. Let's. Night, night, Nartek. Let's stop talking about them. They're gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so next week we are reading The Rakus by Scarlet Peckham, which is book two of our Garbage Girl unit, as suggested by listener James. And then the week after that, we'll be back with another Morph Monday with Animorphs. 
Number 37. The, the weakness. Weakness. Truly the weak point of this series. It's fucking awful, dudes. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> In the meantime, if you have any book suggestions for us because you think we'll either love it or hate it, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Um, or else we will turn into whales and come swallow you. No, that sounds like a fetish. Mm. <laughs> Forget I said anything. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you're allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of K.A. Applegate, I am extremely curious as to the four-legged blue creature that seems to accompany you as a pet. Axe stiffened. The creature is quite magnificent. Axe relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) What an egotistical brat. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, we all know I don't know. Use it to go up to the surface and take, like, a fishing ship here and there, you know? <laughs> Repopulate. Well, I don't know. I don't know why I said well like that. Let me do that again. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> very natural. Very good. <laughs> I said well like I had some sort of explanation, but I didn't. 